Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Welcome to episode 93. So, before we get started, got got some spicy topics tonight, but before we get started, have to give a big shout-out and thank you to Hannah Goaty, our guest from last week. Had an Truly awesome time talking to her. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, we've, been, uh, we've been very guest-heavy. And it's not a bad thing because we love all the people we've had on. Um, but yeah, H Hannah was great. We we loved actually diving deep for once into beer. We know we're very game heavy, but uh, you know, part of the site was to get interested in beer. So hopefully, we'll be able to get a couple other head brewers on in the future. Either way, she was a great guest, and like we said during that podcast, we can't wait to actually have a real beer with her. So cheers to you. Yep, for sure. I just started buying the entire stock of other breweries. That's kind of the goal, Jim. So I figure once we, maybe, maybe we'll do it once every two months or something. We'll just go out, buy all of it, because, you know, I still, I don't know about you. I still have a fucking backlog of beer in my fridge. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, um, I guess on that note, we can just jump right into what we're drinking, mm -hmm. because I'm killing off more of my backlog. So I'm finishing off the last couple of pumpkin nitros I have. I had it a couple episodes ago. It's a good beer. It's not my favorite pumpkin beer in the world, but it's high in alcohol, 8.6%, so it'll get the job done for tonight. Did you say you preferred... Oh, you god pref damn it. What'd you forget? Ugh, I thought I turned that goddamn off. <laughs> What'd you... What didn't you turn off? My air blower just turned on. Normally oh. I always turn that off. That's all right. Of all the technical errors we ever had, Jim, this is nothing. Yeah, I know, but I'm a perfectionist, damn it. But Jim, let the people into our lives. <laughs> right. This is reality. <laughs> yeah, this is reality, all right. No, so here's my question while you're dealing with that. Um, the pumpkin, <laughs> do you like the nitro better, or do you like the original better? I like the original better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't put my finger on what it was about the nitro. Like you said, it was fine. But the original just has a better... I, I don't know. There's the original's like more of a treat where this is more of like just boozy. And I think like I just prefer... Like, I don't know. Not the sweetness of the original pumpkin. I just think it's more well-balanced than this gotcha. is. By the way, what's that glass you're using? This is a Chickens and Pete's 40th anniversary glass I got a year or two ago. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, I think they were like... And the back has like a picture of the original. Okay. For those who don't know, that's like a... It's like a chain of like five restaurants in the Philly area, known for its crab fries and shit like that. Good, good bar pub kind of place. Not that anyone ever does it, but if you ever fly into Philly and you want to eat something, they have one there. And yeah, the crab fries are really what's known for. But uh, yeah, I oh backlog man. I I still have a few of these goddamn Oktoberfest beers floating around and the Narragansett are. Uh, I just got to finish it, man. <laughs> As you and I said, these are just... I I won't be getting them again. Um, I'm glad I've tried them, but it's time to get over it. And then this one, the one you've actually had about four weeks ago, the Lancaster Baked. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I've been going through these. I actually got a 12-pack for Thanksgiving, so I'm down to my like last three. And yeah, I love that beer, so... Cool. I just I just gotta polish this shit off so we can finally move into winter beers. Yeah, I know. Like I busted out the uh I busted out the Mad Elves for was it Bone? Might have been for Bone. But uh since then I haven't had any of my winners. Yeah, yeah. I I've touched a handful of Mad Elves, but 
yeah, I'm not going crazy on them. Um, now, Jim, the real question is, what uh, what have you been playing? Because we didn't cover it last podcast. No. So we're we're solid two weeks behind on that for you. So I'm very curious what uh, what you've been doing. You know what? Thanks to that fucking game and watch, I've been playing more like. I almost never touch my NES, and I've been just playing a shitload of NES lately. Like, it gave me a little spark. So I was playing some Life Force, I was playing some Double Dragon 2, I was playing some Castlevania. I was sucking to high heaven at all of them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I've been having fun, because, like, it, it's definitely, like, a feel that I haven't been touching at all in a long time. So it's been cool to scratch that itch a little bit. And then on the Switch, I've been playing a lot of Sisters Royale, which is a bullet hell shmup. Uh, it's fun. You can basically use infinite continues to get through it, but in order to get like an actual ranking, you basically have to get through it without dying. So I'm trying to work my way to that point. Like my individual level, some individual levels I can get through, but like the last level has three bosses in a row. And yeah, I'm not quite that good yet at the genre. So my my goal is to at least make it through enough to rank higher than E. Then I'll be accomplished. <laughs> um, and oh, right. oh, Brian, I beat Waifu Uncovered. I finally beat the last level. I didn't level. realize you were seriously playing that, Jim. It, I thought I, that was just a gag. <laughs> it is a gag, but every once in a while, what do you call it? Like, like if I turn on my Switch, I was because there's arcade mode, which is really... No. Yeah, there's normal mode, which is like the easy mode, but then you can't get the last girl. So then if you play in arcade mode, which is harder, then you can get the last girl in that one. So I finally did not beat the game. Yay! Were you at least wearing pants while you were playing it? Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> I did not play it with one finger mode either. It has a one-finger uh, mode. Of course it does, Jim. Good old East Asia soft at it again. I didn't need to... No, don't say that because you are one of the reasons they continue because people like you buy that. Right. <laughs> yes. Hi. <laughs> um, wait, going back to your NES craze recently. Yeah. Now, are you... Are you dipping into those games like on the Switch Online or your NES Classic or your actual NES? No, my actual NES. Now, the games you mentioned, though, I think they're available in one of the things I just said. Is there any reason you want to play on those? I just wanted to play it on the legit thing. Hmm. Use my carts, stuff like gotcha. that. So, No, it's fun, though. Fucking Life Force kicks your goddamn ass if you don't know what to expect. So it's I was tough. like, oh, flying along, up, oh, have all my... Things, oh, all, a wall closed in on me that I wasn't expecting. Oh, good. Now I lost everything. Life Kalu Force. Kalu Kalais. Mm, it's it, like it, a sequel to Gradius. It's in that no, no, same No, 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 I know. I'm saying that and Gradius are probably my favorite shooters. I'm not counting Contra in there because Contra is my favorite. But uh, of those type of flying shooters, I, I'd probably put that and Gradius as my two favorite on the NES. Yeah, I, I, I tend to... I don't know. It's weird. Like, with the NES, I like the... The horizontal ones more, but then when you go like later gen, I tend to like the vertical ones more. So it's a little weird, but they're fun and hard. Uh, how far did you get in Castlevania? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? I, I mean, I could have gone farther, but like I got, I beat the mummy bosses, and then the wife was like, you know, come up to bed. So I went to bed. <laughs> it was it was a late night that night. Oh, Jim. Um, all right, well, that's a, that's actually that's a very solid collection. I like hearing that, except for the whole waifu thing. I don't, I don't want to hear that, and I don't ever need to hear that again, Jim. But Bri, I had to see Misun's boobies. Jim, when you bought Strip Fighter, that was funny. Then when you told me you downloaded waifu, I was like, that's kind of funny. If there's a third in this sequel of events, don't 
Don't you dare. It might be another titty shmup for the for the Mega Drive of all things. This is a um, repro though, because the actual goes for like two hundred bucks, and there was no way I was doing that. Jim, my master plan was to torture you one like session, but then Corona hit with like a month long of just porno games. But well, as we on the discussed, back the uh, the what's it called <laughs> we do have <laughs> Patreon reviews we have to get to still. I know you you hate hearing it, but it's funny because the Strip Fighter is probably one of the better games you have for that system. It's not one of the best. I do enjoy it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I do like me some Strip Fighter. It's better than people say. The controls were better than they should have been. That's all I'm going to say. No, Strip Fighter is probably legitimately like the best porno game from like the old days. Like For the most part, they're all like <laughs> shitty puzzle games, and that one's like, oh, we're a Street Fighter ripoff. And it turned out to be a better ripoff, just like even without the tits. It's a better ripoff than like 90% of the uh, ripoffs that came out in that era. Yeah, I would... I'd agree with that. Maybe 70%. Maybe that's a little generous, but... Yeah. <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's no time killer. It's no pit fight. Well, pit fight is not a ripoff, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this these past two weeks, I finally have gotten back into streaming, and I was finally able to beat goddamn Doom Eternal. My God, you hopped off. I don't... I forget what time you hopped off last night. It was like 11-ish. Yeah. Um... Oh boy, the the last stages of that game, and I don't know if you remember Doom twenty sixteen. Like you know how like it does get progressively more ridiculous. Oh yeah. By the last two bosses of that, this game, though, oh my goodness, is it just the ridiculousness is just amped up so much more. And what was it? Were the bosses actually tough? Because like the Cyber Demon in Doom twenty sixteen was kind of a joke by the time you got to him, because everything leading up to him was so much harder. Um. Uh, no. Or the Parademon. I think you fight the Parademon, too. So, in this one, the maker, the, the alien chick, the problem is she's annoying because they have waves of those annoying enemies, but the whole floor, like, progressively turns into lava, so you really can't stay still. So, while you're trying to focus on her, avoid the other enemies, half the floor is unusable, so... Your platforming is really, like, now jumping in between great distances, but then the final boss... He's not super ridiculous. <clears throat> it's just the constant wave of other enemies. And ah. he, he's the giant one. Did you ever actually beat the original Doom 2? Uh, yeah. I think like once. So remember the big giant bull monster? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's him. So they call it the... Fuck. The something of sin. And I said it so many times yesterday, but I forget. Uh, he's like, you know taller than the biggest skyscraper in that game you gotta knock off our, all the armor piece, pieces and i'll tell you what there's nothing more embarrassing than when you're like i'm gonna use the bfg on him and you shoot and he moves just a little bit and you fucking miss because he's the size of a skyscraper so yeah i did that like twice um but no amazing amazing game you will absolutely love it it's undoubtedly better than a 2016 one it's just probably the best single-player uh, FPS of the past decade. Wow, okay. I'll have to give um, it a go. I mean, I obviously have to give it a go. But Yeah. Outside of that, I've been playing a weird game. So I, I started messing around my Switch because I forgot that when I we started doing the <laughs> That you Tetris. had it? No, it's just like I had just... I was like, ah, let me not... I just haven't touched it. And... 
you know, I got the online shit to do the Tetris. And I was like, oh, yeah, they have, like, the NES and Super NES games. So let me just mess around. I, I So now I'm going back through and playing uh, Link to the Past, which okay. I haven't played in I can't even tell you how long. <laughs> 20 so, years probably. Yeah. So I'm just, like, I'm sucked into that right now. But that's my, like, like you said. It, well, I use it as my, if I'm pooping or if I'm, like, just doing whatever. Right. Like, I, I'm never hooking that up to the console and playing it off the TV. Fair enough. Uh, did you ever get around to fucking with Mario 35? No, I did not. Yeah, I, I meant to do that, but, yeah, I never did. Yeah, I finally won a session of that after all my uh, Game & Watch practice, so... Oh, you finally won. Yeah, I actually won one. I was like, oh, oh boy. Okay, I don't have to do this anymore. I haven't even downloaded it yet, so yeah, I am curious to, to try it. So wait, you didn't win and get the bug to be like, ooh, I want to keep going with this now. I mean, I'll, I'll pop it on every once in a while, but I was just kind of like, all right, I have enough other shit instead of this freebie to deal with. So Yeah. Yeah. Now, right now, like I said, those have been my two big ones, and... Um, if you're watching this, probably there's already is a survey. I'm going to be sending to Jim on Twitch. What I would like is uh, I have a few games as options for this Bloodthirsty Thursday to start. Um, so I just want your guys' opinion. What do you want to see me play through next? Because I have a couple games, and they're all very different. So I'm very curious. Interesting. But, yeah, no, pretty solid. Pretty solid list there. But let's move on. Uh what do we got from Patreon this week, Jim? Patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Where for as little as two dollars a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. I like the little point. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> point out my dick. <laughs> Alright, so Patreon. First up from Gamer Astral. Thoughts on rare NES and Super NES titles, why some of them are stupidly expensive. Especially when a game doesn't have low production numbers. My only guess can be uh, it's either you said it before we just had a crash, which is the supply and demand, or I think it could just be scalpers or people purposefully like kind of price gouging or reselling at a higher level. Because um, I feel like a lot of these prices for NES games, once internet and you could start selling shit, people are like, oh, everyone wants this game and I could sell it for much more than I should. And then that kind of, like, snowballed into the effect. That's my only guess. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's that, a lot of it's word of mouth. Because there's a lot of games that, like, it's not like they're really hard to get, even the low print numbers. Like, if you want to, you can go out there and you can buy a little Samson with, like, relative ease. you got to spend a lot of money, but mm -hmm. you're not going to be, like, waiting and getting lucky to see a listing pop up. That kind of deal. Or, like, Earthbound. Earthbound was a flop. There's tons of copies of it out there. But it's expensive, because everyone just, like... It turned into that game that everyone wanted. So, yeah, I think word of mouth is just as big a culprit as like actual supply out there. And how many times we've talked about it, but how many times is like an AVGN episode of NES game drove prices up like stupidly, even if it's a short term effect? Like, it's, a, it's, it's, it's for the most part, a short term thing. Like, what do you call it? Um, a guy we talked to on Twitter, Super Nintendo, he actually did like this analytical video about like the prices after a video drops and like it'll spike for like a week or maybe a month tops and then like come back down to earth but yeah i mean there's always that argument from collector like there's always the uh people in the gaming community who always bitch about youtubers because like 
they say that it's ruining the hobby because they they because they can't buy lots with like super rare games anymore for ten bucks. People like God forbid people know about what's actually out there and what yeah. there is available to be played. You can't rob someone with a rare find when really you're kind of screwing someone else over who doesn't know any better. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's also on the on the seller to know what the hell they have, which is a fair point, but still. I agree with that, but sometimes, like, you see these cases where it's like someone's buying it from somebody's, like, grandmother, who definitely would never know any better. Right. And you could just be like, hey, I know you're just trying to get rid of this, but you're selling me a game that could be worth whatever, like, throwing ridiculous. This could be worth 10 grand. You're telling me five bucks. Like,. You know, there's those cases, too. Well, yeah, for sure. But no, the ones who bitch the most are always the ones who just are mad they can't take advantage anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's my best guess, though, for games in general. And I, I still kind of feel like that, I don't want to say it die, it's going to die out, but I feel like the boom of those type of things really went out with the NES and Super NES. Not saying there's not rare games for PS1 and N64 and other systems. Right. But it's I feel like it's a lot more rare that you get those like crazy expensive games for those. Yeah, and like the level of hidden gem, like there's always like the stunt racer on fucking N64 that it's like ridiculously expensive, but Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, the more games and systems go into the internet age, the more likely there's going to be less, you know, of those hidden gem type games. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the uh, the old pog, the pogs of old, if you will. <laughs> Poggers. <laughs> I still have pogs. So do I. They're I think they're at my parents. Oh fuck your pogs up with my slammers. <laughs> Brian, you won't beat my goddamn Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ones. I almost had a complete seat. I have all the eight balls. Touche. Next up from Kevin Caldwell. What is the longest break you've taken from playing games? And if you can recall. What game and or games brought you back into the hobby? Ooh. I would guess he means on purpose. Like, my longest is probably when me and my wife went on our honeymoon. So it was a month away in Europe. So that was a month away from any type of game. Um, but, like, doing it by myself... I've honestly never, maybe I went a week sometimes because I've been busy with just whatever. Yeah. But I've never really taken a break. Like, they're always there in one system or another. So I can't answer that without saying, like I said, I was away and I couldn't have access to it. That's the yeah. best I can answer. Yeah, I think, like, there's a lot of people out there who are like, yeah, I played up until the Super NES and then I didn't play anything again until, like, the PS3. Like, there's stories like that. And I'm in the same boat like you where I never really took, like, any kind of prolonged break. <laughs> I guess the closest thing I could say is, like, I took a break from, like, being experimental with my gaming or, like, trying new things. It was mostly when I was a pothead. There was a good couple years where all I played was Guitar Hero, MLB, and NHL. And that was it for, like, three years straight. When was this? In college. You were always... But you you played... I mean, obviously you were with me. You played Halo in the student lounge, or you played Left 4 Dead, or you played that goddamn... Mario, uh, or no, Dr. Mean Bean. Mean, mean Bean, yeah. I, I'm just thinking of, like, like pers- like myself, like, trying new shit, I guess. Gotcha. Maybe because, like, the 360 wasn't mine either. Like, I was using my roommates, but... That's true. Well, we know you enjoyed God of War in your room, Jim. Sure did. <laughs> just stay in that game forever. Hubba dubba. On your 13-inch TV. <laughs> Goddamn right, I earned my fucking shit. 
I earned my coombs. <laughs> no, I really like the question, but yeah, Jim and I, we don't really take breaks from it. So, yep. I like it, bud. Thanks. Next up from G to the next level. What is your favorite NES game that you feel people have slept on and need to play? Cheers. Good question. That's a tough one, though. Do you have any in your top of your head, Jim? I, I don't think enough people have played t- uh, TMNT Tournament Fighter. One, Ooh, because great. one because it's too expensive, and two, it was like a late-release game. Everyone talks up the Super NES version, but like anyone who like even does like things on it are like, yeah, and then there's an NES version. But it's like, motherfucker, like, this is a fighting game that plays like a Street Fighter game on the NES. Like It's impressive. It's bare bones, but it's impressive. So I think more people really should at least boot up an emulator of that if they never touched it before. That was like the first game to ever like really impress me on this page. Okay. No, that's a good. Yeah, I'm thinking from the page. That's a good. <laughs> you know what was a game, and maybe I just never played it, uh, but I enjoyed that you showed me was the, uh, was it Shake, Rattle, and Roll? Did I show you that? I think you did. Maybe. I feel, I feel like you did. I know we we played a hell of a lot of it the one time at your house at a party, and that was a game I never played as a kid. No, we were we were that, we were playing Marble Madness that day when Burns that's, hooked it up. I'm sorry, yeah, that's what I mean. Wait, hmm. Yeah, it was Marble Madness. No, we played that too. Maybe I'm confusing the two. I mean, they're similar. A little bit, kind but... kind of like with the isometric view and everything else going on. Yeah, in theory, because I don't have Shake Rattle and Roll. So oh, I thought you were getting yelled at. Oh. Um, no, I was looking at my, what do you call it, thingy to we see what else it would have been. I definitely played Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Either way, I'm going to still stick with Shake, Rattle, and Roll, but I think Marble Band Madness, that isometric view, there's been a plenty of games out on the NES and 16-bit. I hate that view in games. Those two are really fun. I know a lot of people like them, but I still think they're a little bit slept on. All right. Maybe. Possibly. I, get, I, I think that will be more slept on for people who weren't, like, from that era. Like, anyone who, like, really got into gaming at, like, even a Super NES, NES level. Like, yeah. Like, it had Genesis ports, but even then, I don't think people were playing it that much at that point. I think the better answer I can give to that is Castlevania 2. People shit way too much on that game because of the secrets. Honestly, it's the same amount of secrets that Legend of Zelda has. And nobody shits on that game for that se- their secrets. Except for me. That's all I bitched about in our, re- in our review. Yeah, oh, I do remember that. But no, that game, music, every, it's just as good, if not better, than Castlevania 1. But because of the, the nerd review and everyone, everyone assumes, it's a terrible game. It's not. God damn YouTubers doing it again. Doing it that <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right, but no, good question, man. And last up from Alex Perez. What are some of your favorite video rental store memories from back in the day? Ooh, so my go-to video rental store was West Coast Video right next to Roosevelt Mall. Um, we went every weekend, uh, kind of without failure. I, I, forget if it was, I think it was Friday, usually after school. My mom would let me pick like one or two movies and maybe once in a while games i was more into the movies and i was always being the kid that's in the horror action or whatever like i would try to get away with whatever i could and i just would look for the coolest covers it was really the fun best part of it for me was exploring and looking at all the artwork on the covers i feel like the 
I've said it many times on this podcast, the the activity of exploring and just looking at artwork displayed in that way is something that's going to be lost on so many generations because now you just do it virtually and it's not the same effect. So just spending that time, I can still remember the smell of popcorn. I can remember the carpet. I can remember so much about that store and it was just always, yeah, it was like the new adventure. Like, Ooh, what movie am I going to get to see now? So a lot of my early weird horror movies I saw was from that. All right. Solid story. Um, yeah, we didn't go to rental stores that much. Like, if I didn't do a whole podcast on it myself, like, it would have been the time my dad just brought home once from a rental store going out of business. But I do have one good one. So, for about six months, we had a Blockbuster membership. And for whatever reason, we were about three minutes late, like, tops. Like, it was like, it was like a cunt hair before we went over that limit. And unfortunately for us, even no matter how late you are, you get charged a full amount. And we're talking like five bucks, maybe. <laughs> Not even. But my dad. Popping Napoleon ain't here and that. <laughs> dad, Daddy didn't like to spend money if he didn't have to ever. Back in the day. We never ate out anywhere. Like, well, why would we eat out? We have food at home. Huh? Okay. We got Skeddies. Well, yeah. Yeah, we did. Had Skeddies for days. Like, we, so we, he never took me to fucking movies and shit like that. So, you know, it was lucky we even had the Blockbuster membership. So, like, well, maybe having a legal cable helped with that, too. But, so we were three minutes late. We got charged a full $5 amount. He was so fucking mad. He was like the fucking bullshit thing. He got a key from his like key ring and literally cut in half the laminated blockbuster card. And it's not like it's a sharp key, like it's a dull key. And to this day, I like the pure rage bottled in him, like just willed him to do it. And it didn't take long either. Like it took like twenty seconds tops. He was just like motherfucker and just like destroyed this card. So yeah, that was the last time we ever went there. Jim, I see you going down a certain path with the anger as, as you get older. <laughs> nah, it's a, it's a Napoleon trait, what can I say? <laughs> That's pretty damn good. Um, yeah, the late fees, man. I remember they were anal on that shit. Did Block... I never was a member of Blockbuster, but were they also... They didn't charge you if you didn't rewind, right? They would just say rewind, but... I don't remember. I, I really don't think we... I think for the most part, like, I would get games from our Blockbuster membership. We rarely got movies, I think. Yeah. See, I was the opposite. You had the hotbox, so you yeah. definitely didn't need it. But that's a great question. It is one of those things I still say to this day, man. It's like a lot of things from the 90s and before. That's one thing I think our kids are going to miss, that physical brick-and-mortar stores like that. and. <laughs> Thanks to COVID, it's getting even worse. So, hey Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, we knew shit was going digital to begin with, but man, oh man, was there anything more disappointing, though, Jim, if you did run a game, you got home, and you realized real quickly into the weekend, oh, this sucks, and I now I just have to sit with it all weekend. Yeah, yeah, that was never good. Or, like, I don't think I ever got anything that was, like, abhorrently bad, but, like, I think I, I would have the random, like, very average game where it's like, I guess I'll play it. Like, the first Extreme G, I was just like, this is okay, but it wasn't, like, a go-to. Like, the two games I remember running the most were, like, Banjo-Kazooie and Vigilante 8. So, and those are both good games. So, I didn't really have too many horror stories, but again, and, like, even with our Blockbuster membership when we had it, it's not like we went all the time either. So, I, I barely got my use out of it. 
Now we also had a Hollywood video. I think we got movies more from Hollywood. I don't think they even carried games. I don't remember. What? Just so I can keep it in relative terms, what was the average price of renting a movie or game? I, uh, movies? I would say like what, what was it? Three, four bucks, maybe? I think I, it was. So, so part of my thing was for like two I, days, three bucks for two well, days. It would be something like that, but especially if it was the new movies, I always remembered like they would have the shelves of brand new releases, and you'd always have to be like, "Oh, this one's empty. It's empty. It's empty." Yeah. Whereas, like you said, the section I went to, the horror movies, they were always like discount because like, who wants to watch Subspecies from Full Moon Features? <laughs> like I did, and it would be cheaper. But yeah, like I think three to five bucks somewhere in that range sounds about right. But I can't remember what games were. I think I want to say they were around the same, but I, I don't quote me on that. Someone will tell us. Someone who yeah. had a more lucrative childhood than us. <laughs> Great question, though. I like that. Yeah, I always like Alex's little non sequiturs that he throws at us. He's good at them. I appreciate those. Yep. It's a nice Thanks, break bud. from the madness that is the everyday gaming lives that we have. No, but once again, thank you guys, everyone who does support us on Patreon. We truly appreciate it. And please make sure. Look out for our post. Send in your questions because we'd love to interact with you guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. And actually, uh, for anyone listening who hasn't signed up yet, I recently updated all of the welcome messages. Like, we used to just have one blanket one and I would message you on the side. And I don't think people read them half the time. So I went through, like, each individual tier and updated, like, this is what you get. Here's the links to the exclusive shit. So, you know, for any new patrons we eventually ever get, if we ever get any, uh, you know, you'll actually have a more detailed list of what's coming to you yes sir all right so jim our next topic is one that i saw probably through you but i did see some news on on twitch or on twitter i should say um a few days ago and twitch has now removed removed the blind playthrough tag um and this particular person I don't even know how to say her name. Or Ari, Aurelian? Maybe Aurelian. Aurelian. Um, is Lat- just pointing Latalin? out... Like Sheepswool? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> She's like basically pointing out how happy she is that they've removed the term. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I was confused as shit when I did decide to stream Doom because I was putting... I was looking for blind playthrough and I couldn't find it. Yeah. I was like, where the hell is it? I was like, whatever. I'm just not going to tag it. Um, this could be kind of combined with the next topic and your favorite, which is gamers mad. What was your take on this? Cause I'm kind of curious. Fucking stupid. Like we removed the term blind playthrough because it's ableist. F- f- shut the fuck up. Are you really? I'm, I'm so glad you're keeping all the blind people from seeing a term called blind playthrough. I'm sure that their lives are really impacted by that. Like, and I, my favorite part is the comment section of people saying, I'm blind, I don't care. Like, shit like that. Or people posting tweets from two years ago of her saying, I love doing these blind playthroughs and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's just fucking white women blue checks with nothing better to goddamn do who don't live in the real world because they're Twitch mods who look at something like this and think it's a problem and they got to get rid of it. Twitch has enough goddamn problems. The term blind playthrough is not a problem for anyone. So one of my favorite things... You you can still use first playthrough or opt to use it in combination with no spoilers for the same sentiment. (laughs) 
fucking has Hufflepuff in her goddamn bio. <laughs> of course you do. Because of course you do. So here, here's my thing. As we've said many times, Twitch and all their their intelligence, if you want to call it that, they're their own private company. They can do what they want, uh, right or wrong. What I'm curious is, will this have a trickle-down effect of if you have a YouTube video that says blind playthrough of blah, is that going to get flat? Like, is that going to be a ripple effect? And like you're pointing out, if this is coming from... They can't um, see the term. They can't see the term anyway. They're not going to know. <laughs> but no, like, if okay, here's the deal. Of everything, and I've read a lot of comments on it, and I've like read stories about it. As you said, this isn't coming from like. You it know, it a, isn't a like there is this blind uprising of people saying that this is a problem. Like that's where I'm like, why is this being made a problem by people that aren't affected by it? But also, I have an issue with it because if you just look up the, like people were like basically, their claim was, hey, if you're saying a blind playthrough, you're basically saying like, you're associating the term blind with unknown or like, not in the know or ignorant or something. And someone actually really nicely like kind of pointed out, they're like, well, Webster's Dictionary, there's two very specific definitions for blind. They're right next to each other. The first is the one you would think of where the inability to see, and the second is to go into something without knowledge, like, which is exactly what the term blind, like, blind doesn't, somebody actually was smart ass enough, like, well, then you should just turn off your screen and play, and that's how the blind playthrough is. It's like... That's not what how they're using the term. We know it. Like, don't be a smart ass. And then I, I wish I had the person's name. They're like, oh, shit. What if people find out there's a mute button on your remote? <laughs> but, but like, they're, they're like, like, and it is a good point. Like, if you're going to worry about something like blind playthrough, it's not done with malicious intent. Like, why does intent not matter anymore and why are people making a big deal about it twitch once again we've seen their track record of choices they've made and i would expect it from them i'm just very hope i'm hoping this isn't a trip trickle down and you don't see youtube follow suit and all of a sudden they flag your video because you put the term blind playthrough <laughs> oh no our super mario video oh no our beer tasting video. Uh, oh, no. We were we were blindfolded. That's different. <laughs> right, we were showing our ableism. <laughs> it's it's a very weird weird. No, world. It, it's it's fucking. It's not a problem. It's not a goddamn thing that is a problem for anyone. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> fucking goddamn Twitch and their Twitch cons where these little fucking nerds who get famous playing video games fucking sexually harass underage kids all the goddamn time. They're still on the platform, but blind playthrough, that term's a fucking problem. <laughs> this is what happens when you're the biggest game in town. You invent problems without addressing real ones. YouTube does it all the time. Twitch does it all the time. It's fucking stupid. Jim, if I was playing devil's advocate, could I also argue, though, it's, the term itself I don't think was a problem, but also them getting rid of it isn't a problem either. Like, it's not really going to affect me. No, it's not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. It's just yeah. another It's just another example in this day and age where everything is just so extreme the other way of, like, yeah, everything's a problem. Like, fucking Anita Sarkeesian was right five years ago. She was just a little clairvoyant, I guess, when she said everything is racist, everything is sexist, everything's this and that. This is the world that it became. <laughs> Jim, what I'm fascinated by is the generation that bred the generation that is offended by everything. 
lived through the Attitude Era and everything we've seen through the late 80s, early 90s. It is odd that, like, that's what we went through, and now the next one is so opposite. It's, like, such a paradigm shift. There wasn't, like, a slow. I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. It, it, I mean, what do you call it? Uh, you look back through the old Attitude Era clips, not on the network, and there's chance of Sean's an F-slur, so... I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely it was a quick tonal shift. That's for goddamn sure. Like we've it, it's it's been an interesting twenty years. I think like almost yeah. not to say like nine eleven was that breaking point in society, but in a way it kind of was. Because then it not to golf in a, too much of a tangent, but it led to hyper patriotism and blah 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 blah, and then the then the makeup for it happened, and then it all went south. Well, you knew it was in full swing when there was a PG era in WWE, which is the worst era ever. Ever. I mean, the, the golden era was basically a PG era, too. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. And everyone was on steroids, so they looked the part. And cocaine. You need steroids exactly. and cocaine to make PG that's, fun. That's what you need. That's needed. right. Yeah, and nobody was doing that during the new PG era. Everyone was soft and squishy. Goddamn right, bunch of little <laughs> pussies. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was interesting. Um, there's really nothing to come from it. It's done. It's never going back. Uh, hopefully... We'll see what else comes from that. Yeah, like you said, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a real big deal, but it's just one of those in a long line of why. <laughs> People got to I, – I truly believe, and now, you know, love it or hate it, with with the shift from Trump to Biden, the Trump target is out the window. People are going to have to find something new to be really mad at. Like, everyone's got to find a way to direct their anger, and online, it's been Trump for four years. Who knows where it's going now? <laughs> like, you got to direct it somewhere. I can... Teenage angst bleh. and anger, man. It goes somewhere. It'll... Yeah, it's going it's <laughs> to be a thing. It's going to be a definite thing. Like, either they're going to make shit up, or maybe people will wake up and realize the government doesn't care about them. <laughs> Wait, that one. That one. <laughs> It's going to be something. Instead but. of one guy not caring about them, it's not the whole system not caring about them. Though the one guy didn't care about them either. That's what you hear there. <laughs> but no, that's a perfect lead-in for your favorite topic, Gamers Mad. Goddamn Gamers Mad. That's fucking right. <laughs> so this is actually going to be an interesting one because during the course of the day, my opinion kind of changed on it. Ooh. So as it starts out, so this comes to us from... Mystic Melody. Mystic Melody. And basically what they were doing is, or there is a Reddit thing. Uh, a guy named Captain Alex created custom Joy-Cons in order to raise money for a mental health charity. Uh, so for those who don't know, Etika was a really popular Smash YouTuber and streamer who sadly killed himself last year. He had a long history of mental health issues. And, you know, they what this these people wanted to make these custom Joy-Cons. And... Nintendo heard about it, and Nintendo does what Nintendo does, and they did a cease and desist. So, the instant outrage was, uh, so they, they go on to say, these wouldn't modify your fucking console, they weren't some replica of Nintendo's work, it was just a reshell of original Joy-Cons, guess what happened? So, they were taken down by Nintendo's official request, and... They went on to say Nintendo would rather eliminate the smallest, most minuscule threats to their intellectual properties than allow a guy to use their products to raise money for a charity in order to fight for a man who sadly passed away. So the immediate and most prevalent outrage in response to it has been fucking Nintendo being Nintendo again, 
being way too strict on their intellectual properties. We talked about it a few weeks ago with that Smash tournament that was also for a charity, but it used a modified version of Melee, so they struck it. Thousands of stories of them striking down fan games only to kind of do their own version, but not as good. Like, Nintendo doesn't have people's best. They're not very fan-friendly. And I even made a tweet originally when I saw it, and I was like, good thing Nintendo has Mario and Zelda, because these guys would not get away with this shit if they were anyone else. But then during the course of the day, as I'm reading the arguments back and forth for it, Nintendo was kind of in their right to do it. This is another one of those things in my mind where it's like, it would have been nice if Nintendo didn't do it, but I think where these people fucked up is, like, the the two big problems is they're reselling Joy-Cons. Now, these are Joy-Cons that were actually bought. They're official Joy-Cons. They basically just reshelled them. So, they reshelled them, they threw the Attica logo on the one side, and his Joy-Con boys, which was his little group, or his fan base as he called them, I think, on the other side. And the problem with that is, it says Joy-Con, it has the Switch logo, basically, and I can kind of see where Nintendo's going, you can't do this. I think if they just sold the shells separately, as a thing saying, you know, hey, here you go, reskin it. And they just put Etika's logo on maybe both sides. I think they could have easily gotten away with it. Or even, I don't know if they asked permission with Nintendo or not. I'm going to guess they didn't. But I think there's a way it could have been worked out. But I think if they just went a little more of a conservative route with just, you know, selling a shell kit. I think it probably would have been fine. But I can see, like, you know, the closeness of the logo and just reselling actual Joy-Cons. I can kind of see Nintendo's point, and I hate to say it. So, um, I... Even though for optics and PR, it's probably one of those things that just because you can do it, doesn't mean you should. You probably could have just let this one slide. But, Jim, this is the same, like, (laughs) your inconsistencies because Stone is well within their right to sue because they might have a case. Doesn't mean they should. And in this particular case... I I mean, I think Nintendo's uh, dicks for doing it. Don't get me wrong. Like, so, So, here's the deal. It, the fact that they have the Switch logo, if they didn't have the two little Switch logos in the right lower right corner, if they eliminate that, there is no other market in this world. If you, if they, I mean, the word it, Joy-Con is like a trademark thing. That's fine. You can get rid of that, too. Yeah. If you get rid of that, though, I still think Nintendo comes at these guys and... Where I have a problem is the fact that if they got rid of that and they did, and Nintendo still comes at them, in no other market can you, if they're legally purchasing these things, it doesn't matter. Uh, look at like the the aftermarket shoe market, like for Air Jordans, all these things, people custom paint them. Right. They have the actual logo still repaint it or whatever. That's a good point. Um, you have cars, aftermarket car things, reused car labels of the cars are doing the parts. Like, you re-losing, reusing logos in and, in and of itself. Now, if they were representing this as a like, brand new out of the box, that's a different story. Or a competitor to Joy-Cons. But it's like, there's no... Which it obviously agenda. wasn't, yeah. Like, they made it very clear. We bought jo- Joy-Cons. We put we reshelled them. We're selling to you secondhand. 
Nintendo never doesn't lose out at all on this because these guys bought the original Joy-Cons. Right. So I don't even know within their if they have a legal right because then Nintendo is basically saying you can never resell Joy-Cons. And what the hell can GameStop do and all these companies that resell Joy-Cons? Even if you reskin them, it doesn't change the fact that you're just reselling their product, which is what these guys are doing. So I don't see legally... Like, once it's your property, I can do whatever I want. Like, if I decide to resell you anything, like I said, the shoe is a, the greatest example. Like, yeah. could, could Air Jordan go after those people? Sure. Right. But, but like, they're also smart enough to not because they're Nike and they don't need to. And there's no legal precedence because just showing a label, like, that's where it's, like, very odd. I don't know if there truly is legal precedence, but... Are these people going to be the type that are going to fight a legal battle that they can't afford because they're doing this no, shit? For Nintendo charity? knows they can't, so that's why like yeah, Nintendo is they, they no Nintendo are assholes. Like, don't get me wrong yeah. here. Like, just yeah. because I started this off saying that like Nintendo is in their right to do it doesn't mean I agree with it. Like I, I was said, just shocked to hear you softened up on it. It sounds like I just saw a lot of the points back and forth, and I was like, okay, I can kind of see it, but it's still like it's still a completely dick move on their part. Like, I, I think if, if you're going to let anything slide, like, the fan-made games and shit like that, even though they're not even being sold, it's just a ROM that people are giving away. Like, Nintendo's so... There's such a pain in the ass about their intellectual properties. I'm almost changing my mind again. Fuck Nintendo. Like, <laughs> that's, I, I just want to know, like, is there an actual... Other than a bullshit case that they know people can't afford... I'm really curious. Is there a case here? Because I'm sure, I'm sure there is a case because there's probably plenty of companies that have thrown their money around to do this kind of thing. Who, like, her, it would probably in a position of Nintendo where they don't have to, but they're just being dicks anyway. I'm sure you can look somewhere through time to do it. But I think, like, to your shoe point or to a lot of real points out there, like most people don't like. They just they would rather have the good press than you know save a couple bucks. Or like Nintendo isn't even saving anything on this. I don't. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get why they're doing this. Well, well th- this is what's not making sense. Is you're not reshelling it like it's not still. It is still. Here's the only deal I could. Like, I like could it's accept not, it. Yeah, it's not like it's like Hori doing an officially licensed product, but they built it from the ground up as a third party Joy-Con kind of thing. Like, or I would say if you bought an official license you did modify the actual internals and resold it as still an officially licensed. Then you're dicking around, like, because you're not selling what's actually legit. Yeah. But that's not what's... uh, That's what I'm saying. I really don't know for sure if they have a real case. Like, I feel like a lot of judges would throw this out as, like, you have the right to purchase something. Do what you will. As long as you're not rebranding it as brand new and saying it's still officially licensed. Especially since it was going to charity. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. I It's a very weird, like you said, maybe there is some legal precedence and they are in the right. But I I feel like a, a broken record. And I don't mean to bash Nintendo because, as we said, we do love their games. Right. But, god damn, of all the people that need a PR boost or a reversal that's right. one company yeah i mean like and even g to the next level earlier he made a good point where awada was like what the fuck was his actual quote i might have to look uh, i'm just gonna shorthand it basically he's like you know if you become the big bully then you lose the sauce or some shit like that like yeah. Ba- like yeah like 
Nintendo is notorious. Like, it's kind of a thing where, like, anytime a fan-made game gets shut down, there's always the outrage of, like, this is bullshit that they're doing it, but it's also... You kind of have to expect it, because you know what Nintendo does. So, like, change the graphics for something. Like, when people make fan games reusing exact the same assets and shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it's along those same lines, too, where it's like... You know Nintendo's, like... It's you're still shocked Nintendo does it, but you're also still not surprised they did it, just because they can. Like Nintendo are dicks. What can you say? I just I always but like go this, back I, to... I, I I like I do think this is a justified rage by the gamers. Most of the time, gamers yes. mad. I'm bashing the, the gamers. This, this this is one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, it makes sense why people are mad. Yeah, yeah, I I don't get it, and I. You know, I, I've given up trying to understand why Nintendo... Well, I know why they do it. Because great. they're run by Japanese boomers. Because <laughs> they, they're they're too set in their goddamn old ways. It, that's I why mean, the it, Nintendo... That's why their online is still the same as it was with the fucking Wii. It's, uh, oh, it's a weird thing for me to say. But, like, I want Nintendo to learn a lesson. Like, the Wii U was a good direction and the wrong direction for Nintendo for them to take a lesson that not everything they do is gold. The Switch was obviously a boom for them. I, I almost want, like, the, of all the people that are angry with Nintendo's other practices... No one's going to not buy Nintendo stuff because of this, though. That's the is, problem. I know. That is the... They the, will never suffer point. because people they have the IPs that people will just always buy. That's what kind of gets me mad, is everyone wants to get mad, but no one wants to put money where your mouth is right i mean it's not like anyone's gonna not buy the next zelda when it comes out because nintendo were dicks about a charity i always just say just don't buy it brand new wait to guess get it second hand that's all yeah you want to <laughs> say fuck nintendo buy everything used wait a wait a wait wait a week there's always going to be a used copy of a brand new game that'll be two bucks off so wait then and then <laughs> buy it there gamestop gets the money and nintendo doesn't there you go <laughs> Oh, Jim, but you, uh, yeah, and before we move on to the next topic, I do want to say, if anyone in the comments, if you're truly defending Nintendo, please let us know why, or if you think they truly have a case, educate us. We're obviously two assholes drinking beer here, just spouting, so let us know where we're completely wrong. Just, I'm very curious. I really am. Yeah, if anyone out there is a law, please let us know what's going on. Yeah, but speaking of companies that have a pr issue jim they've had a few it drives me crazy because polymega yeah now we're starting to get into the uh a little bit of a backlog of good stories so this was from a couple weeks ago yeah november 12th the tweet came out and if you follow polymega it's the picture with their gun um you might have noticed can you comment on that jim (laughs) well right (laughs) <laughs> Do, can I and have I ever? So, there are good chaps at Polymega who have had a few snafus with PR in the past. A few delays. Had a pretty good, sizable Kickstarter or Indiegogo. I forget which one. But they, they had some money back in them to make their little product. Important updates have been posted to the brand new Polymega.com website. Please visit the news area to get the latest information on target ship dates. And if you have any questions about your order... Please contact us at support at playmaji.com. Thank you. So, as of Jim. when was, was was coming out, it was supposed to be coming out by now after their like third or fourth delay. But also, riddle me this: replies were turned off. 
Jim, it's, it's not, almost not, like they knew this was a bad idea. Jim, not only well, here's here's the kicker, uh, and and putting them to their turned off. <laughs> they're turned off for anyone they don't follow or don't mention. And how many people do they follow, Jim? Oh, that's a good point. I'm going to guess zero. They follow Z- zero. Yep, zero. Exactly. Oh, we have the same number of followers. Fuck you, Pie Mega. We're better. Yeah, so they don't follow anyone, and they didn't mention anyone. So as Jim alluded to, it's, a, yes, it's that a classic sense, bitch. It's that classic bitch move. A lot of people will do that, where it's like, you know, oh, I want to make this hot take and turn replies off and be like, huh, 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 you can't, you can't yell at me or some shit like that. But to Jim's point, man, the fuck, up. you're a company, and here's the deal: I want Poly Mega to succeed. I'm actually really. Jim I don't I fuck covered it. They're done. Well, well no, 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 well, not not because of this, but because when we first talked about it like a year and a half yeah. ago, it was expensive when it was the only game in town with what it was doing. Yeah. Now there are way more, uh, way more. Like it changed so many times from what it was originally supposed to be. It's there's so many more options out there that do basically the same thing that this will do except it doesn't have a disk drive that you can plop your cd games into it's still just an emulator box so like even its main like selling point from a year and a half ago it's kind of gone so but the price didn't change so i mean these guys have been kind of been dicks since day one they've had a few beta units go out there that people were impressed with and they liked but like, you pull shit like this, like, just put the, we're delaying it until February, which I think is what it is. Just put that as the tweet, leave it, like, take your lashings. Like, fucking CD Projekt Red got put through the fucking meat grinder for all the cyberpunk delays for the yes. last year and a half. But they took it on the goddamn chin every single time because they're a real reputable company. Mm-hmm. You'll get so much, like, lead people vent and bitch. All you're doing is making people more mad. And the funniest thing to me about this is... I didn't even see this tweet until like a month later. Like no one's even really talking about the Polymag anymore. No one cares anymore. So yeah. not only does no one care anymore, you're just pissing off the few people left who do care. It's just bleh. you want to talk bad optics. This is a night of bad optics. <sighs> I mean, here's the deal. How many times have we seen these? This was more reputable than how many crowdsourced crowd-funded things failed. Oh, you had, like, the Coleco Chameleon and that Astrocade thing or whatever the fuck it was called. Like, there's been a ton of them. Yeah. There's a large number, and it's not uncommon for these things to fail because you have this really great dream that... I don't even put it... It's not like... I don't think these people are being insidious. I think it's just... They don't recognize true cost and effort to get these things out. I think they bit off way more than they could chew. I think that's what happened. And with Polymega, talk about biting off more than you chew. It sounds like, put price aside, it sounds like a crazy fucking idea. Like, their base, I, I, I keep, I, I'm looking at their site now. So their base model and a wireless controller is 400 bucks, And basically at their, <laughs> what I'm kind of curious, though, is at their base, what can they play? The, the base model plays all, like, the CD units, basically. So okay. you can play a Sega CD, Turbo CD, I think uh, Neo Geo CD, okay. all, all like Turbo CD, fucking Sega CD, like all like most of almost all of them. Like their, their biggest selling point was their Saturn emulation, which was before, the fact that before they them no one really CD, yeah. did it well. That's so the big then, one. And every module I'm seeing is roughly seventy nine bucks. So they have like you know the NES, they have the Turbo 
turbo and all those things they had so they have different modules it's still a crazy idea if you think about it if you want to use your physical things i love the idea i think i think it was 250 if you're an early adopter for the base model i think it was way cheaper but okay but right now on their site the base model is as they put it sold out but as you're saying if they're now shipping this at the top it's saying shipping at february 21st and that's pre-orders so it's it's terrible optics like if you're gonna have people invest in it be upfront. I think any person, any reasonable person out there would take bad news much better if you're just being honest. Like, guys, we thought we were going to have this ship by November, December. We fucked up royally. There's a few delays. Just explain the delays. Like, we're all tech nerds, video game nerds, giving us enough technical data of why the ship isn't being shipped. We can actually appreciate. And turning off your fucking comments is a big fuck you to anyone who did invest, did pre-order. And it's just, put all that aside, that's just a bitch-ass move. Like, own up to your fucking mistakes. Like, dude, ha- everyone loves a redemption story, but no one loves a little bitch that fucks up and then runs away and doesn't want to hear anyone say anything about it. Just own up to your shit, Polymega. That's all you gotta do. It's not that hard. How bad are you a PR that we're in a worldwide pandemic right now. You have the ultimate out, <laughs> and you decide to put a tweet. Like here, here's what the mindset is here: you put a tweet that no one can reply to, so you don't get flooded with the nasty ma- comments. And then you also link it to your fucking website. And it's not like you click on the website link and it immediately pops up "Pi Mega Delayed." Oh no, you got to look for that. So when people start bitching around, going, "Oh, where's my Poly Mega?" You can go, "Well, we put the new thing out that you can go to our website." <laughs> So they, they, it's it's an underhanded kind of thing where it's like, well, we gave you the info to find it. You just didn't do it. You fucking, like, even goddamn limited run games. Like, they put out, like, they were very delayed with a lot of their releases this year. They said, COVID fucked us, parts from China fucked us, you know, we're doing what we can. Mm-hmm. Even though there's rumors of some of these games coming to Best Buy that have been delayed. So it's like, oh, so you're just making stock to have it at Best Buy, too, for more money. What, whatever, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. And I forget the exact examples off the top of my head. Do your own research. But <laughs> it, it, you have that out. You have the easiest out in the fucking world, and you didn't even take that. How bad are you at this? I uh, I wanted them to succeed, but I'm kind of like you. I I want them to learn a lesson. And I unfortunately, I, I don't, I, I don't want I don't, to say... I don't want the backers to get fucked over like those goddamn no. poor Atari saps. Like... I don't want to see any backers ever get fucked over, no. but it happens a lot. Um, hopefully, at least they get their units. But I'm not exactly pulling for these guys either. No, no. I don't. I don't. I, I don't wish them continued success. I just hope their backers don't get fucked. And I actually did have hopes of getting this thing, and that's kind of going out the window. So did I. If this was like a reasonable price and like a good proof of concept, and not a disaster up until this point. I would love something that I could pop my CD units into and have be future-proofed for a while. So, And but, I've said many times I want to get a Saturn. And, like, something that could have multi-use to me that can run Saturn efficiently, this would have been my out. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like, right now, your best bet with a Saturn is to buy a cheap Saturn, buy one with a broken laser, and buy that mode kit, install it, and just throw all your emulators on there. 
throw your ROMs on there, and then you use original hardware with ROMs, and there you go. That's your best bet at this point. And you don't have to worry about CDs. So we'll we'll follow up. Uh, these guys tweet less than there's a fucking full oh, moon oh, 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 Even better. That was their only tweet since, like, September. Yes, that's my point. Like, yeah. they literally just every two months, and I'm sorry, <clears throat> it's not acceptable to be a company that's waiting to release. So, like, Jim and I, if we fuck up and don't release news of a podcast coming out, we're nobodies. We're not giving you guys a $400 product that you're waiting on. Yeah. And not giving you any fucking info. You should be tweeting. You should be taking pictures. Do whatever you can to get press out there. These guys aren't doing dick, which we've covered before. There's other worries within that camp, and it's for a good reason. Yeah, at least they're not replying to everything anymore and getting into Twitter arguments. And that's a step in the right direction, but now you... even take that over... Doing nothing, saying. I was about to say. People. I was about to yeah. say they went the whole other direction of going no responses. No responses is the thing that like a thirty t- follower Twitter account does when they want to do a hot take yes. to get like viral and shit like that, but not deal with the backlash. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's that's what they're doing as a company with you know people's actual money invested in. So, oh boy. All right, and moving on to companies making interesting choices seems to be a theme right now. Um, we covered this uh, a couple weeks, weeks back. ago, four weeks ago. Um, Animal Crossing has now banned politics. And this comes to us from Polygon.com. And if you recall, what we talked about was during the the presidential campaign, um, the Biden-Harris campaign had like a lot of interaction or you could just have a lot of stuff within Animal Crossing. But now... They've made guidelines that anything associated with politics and campaigning is gone. Um, weird that it was completely okay while the campaign was going on. And now that it's done, it's being banned. And between Jim and I, I, I don't think either of us you could classify as conspiracy theorists. Um... It just seems weird that it was okay for them to have their stuff up while the campaign was going on when it could mean something. And that's gone now when it doesn't mean anything because kind of regardless for the next four years, if they have Joe Biden stuff in there, what what difference is that going to make now? Like it would have made a difference before an election. Now that he's in, and I'll use quotations, but he's in, what difference does that make? So, kind of weird. I don't know. It's a little weird, but, I mean, and this is from, like, right before Thanksgiving, so I've had a little time to stew on this. Mm-hmm. So, besides the globalists making the frogs gay, I think <laughs> the reason... <laughs> I think the reason for them to do this now is they didn't want to deal with, like, the like we said when it first came out. The Biden campaign was smart doing this. I'm surprised the Trump campaign didn't jump on it, but I'm also not surprised in it. But we also asked, were they allowed? We did ask that, and there was no rule set in place. Now there is. I think since they had the wherewithal to do it, Nintendo went, ah, fuck. If we take them off now, then it's going to show a bias. But if we don't do anything, we'll just do it later and keep it from happening again. I think they just wanted, for once, they wanted to avoid a shitstorm. 
So, but I, as I said, isn't it almost shadier to cut it out? Like, I feel like not touching it. This brought attention to it, and even Polly Mega said in the article, they're like, "It's odd that they allowed this, and now they're reversing it after the fact." I, I just think I like I'm gonna for for whatever reason I'm gonna give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt and just say that this was a complete oversight on their part that they didn't expect something like this to happen. So I think once it did happen, they kind of just went, ah, shit. So they just let it play out. Maybe there was people there hoping the Trump campaign did the same thing so they could go, you know, blanket statement, no politics. Like in a perfect world, that would have happened and they could be scot-free with it. But since only one side did it, then you get the optics of, oh, well, now you're just banning the one side. I don't really think it's like that. I just want to think they want to keep it to the just friendly, relaxing experience it's supposed to be. See, I don't have good faith in anyone. I always think there's nefarious things going on, and I don't care what side you fall on. It just seems like this move, there's some fuckery afoot. One way or another, I don't care either way. Um, It is weird, though, like... Is it politics anymore if he's the president? Like, is it really polit? Like, it's and, and yes, it is politics. I guess in one way or another, but like, it's not if it doesn't have a threat of adjusting an outcome. So just leave it in there now. Like at this point, just leave it. I mean, the the comment section is pretty much what you expect. It, it's almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, maybe maybe just leaving it would have been easier. And, you know, it wouldn't have brought any attention to it because the comments section for the article is one side going, oh, they're obviously anti-right. And the other side's going, just take politics out of games for the love of God. So that'd be the nice thing. It would be it would be nice if this was never a thing to start with, especially with Animal Crossing. But it turned into it is what it is. It's another reason. Don't play Animal Crossing. Right. God damn it. Let people just relax. No, because it's Nintendo and they're evil and they hate charity. Got a point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so touche, sir. Touche. Let us know in the comments below what you guys think. Yeah. Do you, Do you think it's fuckery or do you think it's just them going? Ah, damn it. Yeah. What side do you fall on? Yeah. Fuckery. Always fall on the fuck side. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Brian, before we go on, we took a little pee pee sissy break. Did you grab another beer or a different kind of beer? I sure did, and. I guess this one will make you proud. Well, first, let me say, that uh, moving on to baked, I already said I, I blasted through this one. It's delicious. It's one of the best. It's the closest to pumpkin pie that you're going to taste from a beer. Um, but I'm moving on to a gym-style beer and one of my classic go-tos, just a good old Miller Lite. Ah! I have so many, and I don't even remember what I bought them for, but I have so many at this point that I'm like, you know what? Let me just. That's an easier beer. Mixing a Marzen Fest beer with a pumpkin beer. Let me go go a little lighter. So, <laughs> don't worry, Bry, because I am mixing a pumpkin beer with my last covet from Naked Brewing from last Ooh, week. That's an odd mixture, Jim. I'm t- I'm taking a bit of a risk. I want I want to wash out like not that pumpkin or nitro is bad, but it's not a go to. It. <laughs> it's not it's not a favorite. This one though was delicious i'm i'm more mad that i drank i plowed through those goddamn uh the cherry cheesecake ones we had last week so i still have one of these so a nice little mimosa in a can i'm sure this will 
be very rumbly in my tumbly later. I was going to say, your tum-tums is going to hurt later. Well, good thing I shit seven times a day as is. Anything <laughs> out of the ordinary. Um, but yeah, so I keep forget. I like, I always make this mistake as we're talking. I, I keep saying how like each article is, uh, worse and worse PR. <laughs> I, I, I had a good, we had a good backlog for this episode for just me and you. Um, so this one, it's, Oh, it's enough. delicious. Thank you, Jim. So this once again came out like in the middle of November, but Epic games, which they're these, motherfuckers the fortnite assholes is all i'm gonna call them hey you got it you got a game that's taken off like wildfire Uh, but some of you may have seen in the news they've been been in the courts with apple and this all stems from apple um kind of adjusting the fact that if you are using their services they take a commission off the top and they've reduced that commission from 30 percent down to 15 percent if you make less than a million or some, basically if you're a smaller developer, they're going to take a less of a cut, which to most people I think would have been like, Oh, that's kind of, they're trying to encourage whatever. Well, Epic decided to take it that it's a step in the right direction, but it's still far from great. And that basically because of Apple, their price gouging, they have to push it off to the people and the creme de la creme of their argument is, right. uh, what's the issue here, Jim? Why don't you explain? <sighs> right. If I can quote one Mr. Sweeney himself, it is everyone's duty to fight. It's not just an option that somebody's lawyers might decide, but it's actually our duty to fight that. If we had adhered to all of Apple's terms and, you know, taken their 30% payment processing fees and passed the cost along to our consumers then that would be Epic colluding with Apple to restrain competition on iOS and to inflate prices for consumers. So going along with Apple's agreement is just wrong. And that's why Epic mounted a challenge to this. And you know you can hear of any and to civil rights fights where there were actual laws on the books and the laws were wrong. The people disobeyed them and it was not wrong to disobey them because to go along with them would be collusion to make them status quo. Bry, they are fighting for civil rights as one billion dollar company fights against another one over mobile store app in-app purchase commissions. Rosa Parks, Bry, Rosa Parks sat on that bus so Fortnite could sell skins. Jim, I'm going to Martin reverse. Martin Luther King, Brian. He had a How dream. Did... He had a dream that every season, every three months, you could go to that goddamn store, and for a fraction of what you're paying now, you can enjoy the newest Wolverine costume as you built your fort and as you try to survive. God bless you, Epic Games. Dude, I, I'm going to do a complete reversal of what I said earlier. As much of a bitch move as it is to block comments... <laughs> they might want to have blocked comments with this stupid, like a, a company like this, any big company, you do have PR people, you have HR people, you have communications people that review, approve, and it goes through a chain. And in this particular case, I don't know who all read this and said, yep, that's what we should be sending out. I mean, he was mid interview. <sighs> so, but still, like, like you're, you're prepped for these things. Like, like, you, you the, 
I, and maybe he's not. Maybe this guy is a rogue off the cuff, just spouting out shit. And he's a bullshitter to the nth degree. I don't know. But either way, like, so either there's such a level of bullshittery going on that he, he believes us himself or he like truly does but like i don't know it's worse the fact that either he was trying to bullshit and make it sound more profound or that he believes it like i don't know which one is a worse situation i mean apparently they were saying like it was almost inaudible when he said it what the fuck was still saying but that is still my point like that like that is exactly my point jim like what don't say it at all what What are you doing well well there's that but i'm saying what is worse to you if he says it with true intention like he means it or that he was just like throwing out what he thought would be like kind of a profound statement like like he was kind of bullshitting i i want to say both i want to go with both they're both bad but one has to be worse than the other no oh no in terms of what's worse saying you're fighting for civil rights against the apple that's worse But it's I I believe he thought he was both being profound and thinking he's doing something important, which I mean, like Apple is kind of dicks. Like we had friends who tried to get little games onto the app store and they only left them on there for a year because they're like, we didn't make nearly enough money for what we were spending just to keep it on the store. Like Apple does fuck people with the prices for stuff. So like there is a problem there, but it was also the same rates that Microsoft is using for their store. It's not like I think it was an in general problem. And, like, Apple were being dicks when Fortnite was trying to circumvent their in-app purchases with their own system. So they, like, took it off the store for a while. It's a whole thing. But don't be a billion-dollar company and say you're fighting for civil rights. Don't. Just don't. I also have a general problem. Um, Don't don't be the biggest name in gaming right now and say you're fighting for the little guy. Don't. (laughs) Well, here's my problem with it. Like... Apple, love them or hate them, I don't care what you think about their phones, droids, whatever. They're the biggest name in mobile devices, period. And going back to your Nintendo argument, they do have a right. Like, dude, you want to rock on our thing, which is going to get the most eyes, which is going to get the most downloads. We have a higher fee, but it does weed out. I think it's unfortunate they don't give shit. They're not an indie developer people because they don't have to be. So, it, yeah, it's weeding out people. Epic is not live or die by Apple. They make enough money on every other console. It's a huge market. It's the biggest mobile market. So, like, it's a big chunk of their sales, but you're also Fortnite. Yeah. You're Fortnite. Like, every other thing, you're making who knows, hand over foot money. And yeah, maybe this is your lowest common denominator when it comes to your net losses. But. Come on, man. Like, there is a reality there. I don't think Apple's a bad guy in this situation, especially when it comes off the news that they're purposefully dropping half their fee for four smaller people to try to do some kind of encouragement. Dude, like, epic, man. Whatever. Like, Fortnite's going to be your game. You'll probably make some shitty second game, but Fortnite will always be your golden pony, and... I don't know, man. It's that's just a weird thing to ever say. I don't know, Brian. Like, if you zoom in on the footage, like the cops were beating Rodney King with iPhones, so they might have a point here. <laughs> I mean, Fortnite's fighting the good fight, Jim. They're, They're fighting for us. Important. They're fighting for us, goddammit. They care about us with all their money. 
Fortnite or this guy Sweeney for president. <laughs> Tim Sweeney or whatever the fuck I forget. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that, that's not out of the realm anymore, Bri. Anything's on the table. Once again, Sweeney twenty twenty eight. Let us know what you guys think. Um, that's going to conclude our terrible companies and their PR bullshit. What an episode. We can get on to more fun topics. Uh, and Jim, this is super crazy. I thought about it as we were doing these things. What um, glassware, I'll put it, is the thing that makes you drink beer the fastest? And I was thinking about this because every bomb. time I said glass, glass beer I was used to glass beer bong. Um, like I'm think and uh, okay, I can, <clears throat> I'm fucking myself here, but <clears throat> I'm thinking between like a can, a bottle, or just pouring into a no, glass. A, a pint glass. I can, I, no matter if it's a tulip glass, an IPA glass, like there's a thousand different modules yep. that full that, you know, effervescence and blah, 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 blah. No matter what you pour it into a glass, you're just going to naturally drink it faster out of that. Like bottles have the bottleneck, you know, it's called a bottleneck for a reason. Um, cans can be pretty easy, but they're also like, you lose that carbonation when you pour it into a glass too. So cans will still have way more carbonation and still make it a little tougher to be able to chug it like that. And it'll be cold and hurt your fingies. And, uh, but yeah, you just pour it into a glass. That shit just goes right down. So the purpose of asking this wasn't necessarily meant like chugging. I meant, uh, cause I heard this actually, I think on the, uh, the, fuck the Tom Segura burp. Oh, two bears, one cave. Two bear, yeah, because they were talking about like it's so much harder. Like when you are supposed to drink the proper amount of water per day to do that through like bottled waters versus like if you have like uh, a whatever like a regular glass or something. And I thought about it, and I I do the same thing. Like I can't. I'll drink a bottle of water, but it'll last me so long. But if I have like one of these, like the little, my old like workout things, like I go through water like crazy. And with beer. <laughs> Like you're saying, pint glasses, every time we do podcasts or whatever, or if I'm at a bar, I go through these fast. When I drink a bottle or a can, it's naturally slower. Cans, by the bottom, I'm always like, oh, the beer's kind of warm. It's not as good. But I was kind of curious if if there are people out there who have a different opinion. And, like, forget preference of what you I like I, I think bottle's probably the hardest of, like, the three major ones between, like, Glass, bottle, and can. Bottle, I yeah. would say, is the hardest. Yeah. And I, it, it is curious because I'm one of those social drinkers that, like, if I'm not talking, I'm drinking. And I go through it way too fast. Like, I'm not good at just putting in my drink down. Like, I have it in my hand. I'm constantly sipping. And before I know it, I'm like, fuck, I'm already through my beer. And it's like two minutes into this. So... Yeah, I was curious if anyone out there has, like, an opposite. Like, if you get a can and you just have to crush it because you know it's going to get warm or something. Or if you do have a bottle, maybe for some weird reason. I figure bottle should be the slowest for everyone, but it was just a random thought I want to throw out there. Or the boot, because you had to get the bubble. <laughs> the bubble. <laughs> Jim, I can't wait to do a boot race. with. Ooh. Ooh, I do have something to. I can't talk chug to you as about. is. You're gonna throw me a fucking boot. No, no, no. <laughs> I do have something to talk to you about after a podcast, and we'll announce it eventually in the future. But it's exciting. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be your fucking Viking horn, isn't it? <laughs> no, you'll see. Yeah. Oh, you'll see. I'm gonna see. <laughs> you will be. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let us know in the comments what, like, what drinking device. I don't even know what the fuck to call them. Like, what's the right thing to call Because, yeah, glassware isn't right when you're talking about cans, so. What accoutrement for ingesting your alcohol that you use. Exactly. Moving on to probably my favorite topic. We're talking about gaming music. And we always go with uh, games that are inspired by real music. We've had a few instances where it's the opposite, but for the most part, games are usually inspired. So, Jim, I put a song on here, uh-huh. and I'm trying to make it a little bit of a surprise because now that I'm getting back to putting individual videos back on the page, I will link the actual songs together. If you're listening to the podcast, both links are going to be below. I want you to listen to the song. Okay. The song is Erotic Nightmares by Steve Vai. I'll be honest, I don't know who that is. He, I he, want... he's, he's a legendary guitar player. He's, he's okay. been in a ton of shit. Like, he's, he's a top-tier guy. I want you to listen to this, and this is a game you know. It's near and dear to your heart. And I want to see if you can pick it up based on this song. Huh. All right. No pressure, but let me see. So Jim's listening right now. It's probably at the point, like, it's already done at the point where he should have known it. So you can probably stop it at any point. Is anything coming to mind? Like, even close. (laughs) So it must have been this intro part here. Well, it's the intro. It's literally the first 20 to 30 seconds of that song. Um, I'm, very I'm blanking. Curious. I'm blanking. It sounds like something that would either be out of like, either like a racing game, like not not maybe along the lines of like a Daytona or like a Ridge Racer, All right, or so, like or like Afterburner or something like that. Like those are the two extremes I'm going with here. Okay, so I'm sending Jim the link right now, and I want you at home play along. Um. I I don't know if it I think it's it's not a complete I won't say it's a 100% match but it's undoubtedly super close. So Jim, if you're looking in the drive, I just put it there. All right, it's right doing below. It. You're going to get pissed cuz you should have known this. Oh, I Wow, that is right like that. So while here, Jim's here, listening to nope, it, nope, 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 yep, nope, that's that's right on right there. Yeah, and I have a reason for why I didn't know it. Okay, so the song that I mentioned, "Erotic Nightmares" by Steve Vai, is a direct inspiration for WCW versus NWO Revenge on the N64. Wow, and here's the thing. Here's here's my excuse. I didn't have revenge as a kid. As a kid, I only had no mercy, and I played a fuckload of uh, world tour but, at my friend's house. So, so yeah, I thought you and I talked. I thought there was like, because didn't you say you almost prefer Revenge over WrestleMania two thousand? I know. I what do you call it? Um, no, Revenge. I now I like like both of them. I barely played as a kid, and I played it all more now. But no, okay. Revenge is better than WrestleMania two thousand, but. Like, as a kid, the only one I actually owned was, of the Aki games, was No Mercy. 
So that's why I didn't know this offhand oh, and okay. have nostalgia. But, but no, that that is that is a it says yes. yes. I have a whole list of these. I'm so excited for you to try. So just know you're going to be put on the wire every time. You know what's funny is <laughs> I didn't get it for either Revenge or for WrestleMania 2000 because of the ones yeah. I didn't have. And, and yeah, and they were both um, clear as day. It, it really is. And yeah, as I said, I I didn't know this song. I didn't know Steve Vai, so, you know, that's on me. But uh, the more and more I'm digging into these topics, I have some very, very classic game tunes that are so directly inspired that I can't wait to see your your takes on these. No, nah, so, nah, this is fun. This is a fun game. Yeah. So those following along, like I said, the links are below. Listen to yourselves. But it's goddamn spot on. There's almost no argument here. Yeah, no, there isn't. No, there, there is no argument. <laughs> oh, that's why it's my favorite one, Jim. Um, I like doing actual research for that one. That's a good one. Good work. So speaking of research, so Jim, you actually provided this week's uh, our another reoccurring topic, our overrated, underrated, where we we basically have Classic. a general topic, and we just say, is this thing overrated, underrated? Why don't you explain what this one is all about? Okay, so maybe I'm phrasing this wrong, but this week's overrated underrated is the hatred towards scalpers and scalpers being bad people. So this happened right around Thanksgiving. So a couple weeks before then, there is a famous tweet that went around by a guy named Mike or Mike Feicher that said Fitchner or Fitchner or whatever that said, fuck your feelings. And he had a whole garage full of PS5s. Digital, he yeah. was selling for 900 Disc, he was selling for 1100 And he said, tap in. Yeah, if I'm looking at this correctly, I mean, there's easily a, a 50 or so PS5s. Yeah, there's a fuckload in there. So, God knows how he did it. But, however, they have their ways. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know if this was a 4chan thing or a Reddit thing or some other social... So there is a response that said, apparently he had another load incoming. Edit. He was doxxed. Edit number two. He apparently lives only 38 minutes from a man that claims that he's about to rob him. Results show that the gun mask image that he shared was legitimately taken by him. Edit number three. He has shown his GPS app. He is currently driving to the house. Edit four. He was robbed and he deleted his Twitter account. And you know what? Let me. I, I believe this Twitter account is still gone. Let me see here. Mike underscore F E I T C H N E R. Yeah, it doesn't bring up his account. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's gone. Okay. And <sighs> so, where this overrated, underrated comes in was so many people going good. He got what he deserved. This is a good thing. Karma. Joker meme saying you get what you fucking deserve. Blah, 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 blah. So my question for this episode is, is this kind of hate and response warranted? Is it overrated as in being completely overstated? Or is it underrated and the guy should have done more to the scalper? Okay. Um... I don't I don't want the guy dead. Here's what I'll say. I don't want the guy dead. I don't feel bad for that guy at all. Um in general, hatred for scalpers 
it's kind of like prostitution. It's like one of the oldest things in history. Like, there's going to be someone that takes advantage of people over, like, especially in a situation where there's markets to be had and quantities of products. From the time I was a kid, I remember when Power Ranger toys came out, the fucking hustle and bustle of people like going in and buying up so many of like the same toy like grabbing the whole shelf full you knew they were disgusting resellers um i hate those people and you and i've talked about this we actually just talked about that was that with ken or it was, was with that ken with, it yeah. was with ken i truly i don't feel any sympathy for these people the assholes who did it during covid with buying well as COVID's still going on. That's but a point I'll bring up. of COVID, yeah. um, you know, when he got his shit seized by the government because that was a, I don't know if life and death is the right word, but basically like during an emer national emergency when you're hoarding materials that are used for everyone, I don't feel bad when bad things happen to those people. And in this case, if the guy just got robbed, I don't feel bad. I don't condone it. I don't want necessarily vigilantes to go out there. But... I don't know if there's any way around it unless like you're never going to eliminate it without more government interference, which I'm never going to suggest or want. And no company is ever going to limit like you buy one only. Although they do, they try, but no, no, they there's always try. Yeah. There, there's always, especially online. It's a joke with the bots and all the bullshit that happens. Like it's right. so easy to go over. So I don't feel bad for this guy. Um, I, in a way, almost encourage that type of shit happening to these people in the hopes that others will learn. But as I just said, this has been around forever. And unfortunately, I don't think you're ever going to fully curb that unless you make it like an illegal activity to do that, which it's not an illegal activity. They not not in this case, <laughs> not in this case. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for the guy getting robbed. Um, I don't, once again, I don't condone going to someone's house with a gun. I'd never condone doxing people. Let's put that unless someone's life is in danger. Um, I don't condone doxing someone, but I don't feel bad. Like I'm never going to be like, oh, that sucks for that guy. I don't feel that at all. Like, you know, to fuck around. Like I hate keyboard warriors in general and to fuck around and send out that tweet, like a big fuck you to everyone. And so many people legit want this system. That's somebody who didn't get punched in the face enough as a kid. That's all I'm going to say. Like, there's too many people that have lived their lives without any consequences of any true violence. And I don't think that's necessarily a good marker for society because people feel like they can get away with whatever they want through talking or whatever. And and I'm a little more old school in that way. All right. Fair. So, my take on this is, you motherfucking consumers, there is, like, this, it, it, like you said, you're not going to feel bad for this guy. He was being a dick, he was being a tough guy on the internet, blah, 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 blah. The second you bring doxing and the second that there's an actual crime being committed here, so here's the thing, like that guy at the beginning of COVID who was stockpiling on like hand sanitizer and shit like that, those were essential items. So the government came in, and if it's an essential item that you're hoarding from everyone, that's when they can come take it. A PS fucking 5 is not an essential item. I get that there's, everyone wants a PS5. Like, 
it's been a shit show to try and get one. It's been a pain in the dick. Guys like this aren't helping. But I still can't think in any sense where I can say, oh, good for this guy, fuck this guy, that his actual information was out there where he lived. Someone was going to go, someone went there and robbed him because anytime shit like this happens, something could always go south. Someone could easily get hurt or lose their life. And I would never say that a PS5 or multiple is worth either losing your life or killing someone over. Like, I, like all the people who are like, good, fuck this guy, should have done more, should have, you know, taken him for everything he had, share his info for all of us so we can all have a piece, shit like that. Fuck that. There are too many stories, and maybe this is me being the more of the internet guy, too, that, like, I'm more, like, not offended, but, like, I just see the wrong in this. Like, there's too many times that people get into minor disagreements on the internet, and they'll dox the person they disagree with. And share it with their jobs and share it with their schools and ruin a person's life over a dumb internet argument. This guy's just being a dick on the internet. I don't think being a dick on the internet to this level is worth having your life ruined over potentially. Now, from I didn't see any follow-up on this. Hope it seemed like everyone came out of it okay. Maybe he lost all of his PS5s, which, you know, whatever, fuck him. But I can't like I was just seeing this litany of just bullshit wall. Of everyone just like jerking off, going, "Oh yeah, you know this guy got what he deserved." Like, no, it, it, it's a com- to me, it's a complete, it's it's overstepping the boundary of like you don't need a PS5. Fucking wait two more months, have your Christmas without a PS5, buy a different gift. Like, you don't need to be the consumer with the double O's as a meme to like justify this shit. Like, people are putting too much fucking stock in there, and this is coming from a guy with 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 all this bullshit, with all this bullshit around me. Like, I love my goddamn physical shit. But, like, when you get to the point where someone's life could be in danger or there could be collateral damage from it, you never know who could walk through the wrong door at the wrong time. Like, you just don't know what the fucking happened. So, like, I, I just saw this entire thing and I was like, are these people fucking... Are these this many people who care about a PS5 more than just, like, actual, like, almost like a human life in a way? No, I, I, I definitely see, I see where you're coming from. And I... Not that I disagree. I think where you're you're coming from it from the talk shit get got kind of thing. I I don't I don't like that term because that's yeah that's its own term. But like no a perfect example and a, a movie Monica and I just watched um, Unhinged. Did you see that? Oh no, but I was I saw Red Letter Media talking about it today. Okay, so Russell Crowe in a fat suit. Uh, yeah, but. There is a mentality, and and too many people these days do have this air of, I'll say what, like, saying whatever I want doesn't matter. And I can be as much of a dick and legal, like, there is too much of this protective barrier we wear. And, yeah, say shit get got, maybe it's how I grew up. Like, there were certain things, like, you don't say to somebody you don't know or you don't whatever because... You know, there is that threat of violence. There is a consequence to saying shit. And too often, like, this asshole, if this was a guy who posted on eBay, I have PS5s, I'm selling for this much, I don't want to see anything happen to him. But to send a tweet like that, like, you know, fuck you, all this, now you've you've crossed like you he he definitely painted a target yeah there's no denying that you've opened up yourself like you're no longer an innocent bystander it's kind of like 
if somebody was walking past you and your family and said some shit that was really vulgar about your wife, about your kid, if you decide to respond, yes, legally, you're still wrong. But did that person open up themselves to some kind of consequence? And it's you can get back and forth, legal, moral, whatever. Like, don't initiate this shit with this troll. Like, that's where I'm like, these trolls, man. Like, I don't feel bad. And yes, I hate fucking doxing. And I never think doxing is appropriate, period. And I said at the beginning. But once again, like, would this guy have ever been doxed if he didn't think it was... Whether he thought it was funny, whatever. He was just doing it for the views. Fuck him. Like, I really don't care... Like he probably got sales from it there because there is there is enough people out there who have been paying a, a thousand bucks on eBay for fucking PS5s. Yeah. And to your point, it is a consumerism issue where I don't want anyone having to feel like they need to pay that much right now for a PS5. Do you, do you need bug snacks that bad? <laughs> you really need fucking bug snacks that bad. But yeah, you can't like, just buy Demon Souls on a PS3. You need you need Demon Souls and bug snacks. You need, you need to have, what do you call it? There's a, there's a generic character flaw with people like this where I don't have sympathy. If you invite a situation like this into your life, don't act like you're completely a victim is all I'm saying. Like, this guy is not a complete victim. He wasn't like, if you took a photo and you're like, guys, look, I got my PS5 and somebody really wanted them and came and robbed you, that's completely fucked up. You did not deserve that. Right. You're showing a wall of PS5s and saying, fuck you for one of the hottest items out there. And you're selling them at a ridiculous profit at a time when people are already on edge from being indoors. And this, like, there's a catalyst. And sometimes, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not condoning it, but I don't, uh, I don't sympathize with that guy in any, in any, in this particular situation. No sympathies. Because this guy, if that's his character to do this shit online, he's probably not the best guy in real life either. Like, no. they <coughs> <laughs> Stop choking. <coughs> oh, God. It's like church all over again. <laughs> Jim, your sins are catching up with you. <laughs> oh, God. But no, I, like I said, and I know, you're the internet guy. And you... I. You sympathize and I feel like have generally more, I don't know what the word is, empathy for these internet trolls because you kind of find a lot of them funny, as we've talked about. And I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. Right. But you humanize all these guys. You're like, yeah, they're just people fucking around. Like, what's the big deal? And like I said, I'm of a different, like, I'm not going to ever do that. That's not what I'm about. I don't find that shit funny. Like, we talked about. Uh, that asshole with Francis. I forget the guy's name. Oh, Boogie and Frank Castle. Yeah. Like, I don't find any of that shit funny. And had that guy got shot, I wouldn't have felt bad for that guy either. Because it's like, you don't go to someone's house and do that. Now, here's the deal. I'll also say, the person who doxxed him and ended up at his house, if the guy trying to rob him got shot, I wouldn't feel bad for the robber. Right. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, that, that poor patriot. Like, I wouldn't be saying that. And, and, and that's actually a good point. Like, the Boogie Frank Castle situation's in a way, a perfect segue. Because, like, it just started out as stupid bants online. And the whole time, Boogie was talking shit to Frank. He was just like, do it, motherfucker. I hope you come to my house. I'll kill you on the spot. And Frank is a known internet troll going, 
okay, I'll do this. And Boogie was still talking shit. But when Frank showed up, I was saying it the day of, I was like, look, if Frank got shot for showing up, then that's on him. Like, he still shouldn't have gone there. But it's not like Boogie wasn't asking for it. Where with this guy, this guy wasn't not asking for it either. Like, he was putting his shit out there, like you were saying. I just think, like, me being the internet guy so much, like, I... Like, I'm, I guess being on the platform so much and seeing what Doxing does, the second I see Doxing come into it, I just immediately think the other song, the other side's taking it too far. Like, you can always just not buy from this guy and let him sit on his stock. You can always just, like, report him or something like that. Like, bans shouldn't equal, like, real-life shit like that on the internet. Like, it's, it's too stupid a thing to, like, turn into that. Like, no. what if it went south? What if his, like, wife walked through the door when they were sh- doing it and the- someone had a gun and freaked out and killed an innocent person? Shit like that. No. I And that's where I'm, like, I, yeah, I don't agree with doxing ever. And I almost think it's a slippery slope where it's like, oh, we can do this with all scalpers and shit like that now. Ones who aren't talking shit or even ones who we don't like on the internet because it happens enough where you don't like a person, you'll just dox them anyway. Well, I also don't, once again, that goes back to I understand it's one of the oldest professions next to prostitution uh i don't feel bad for scalp like i'm never gonna be like but what about the poor scalper like I'm no, not- it's never a, what about the poor scalper i, I uh, yeah i know it, what you it, mean, it is yeah. definitely a slippery slope but that'd be the same as saying like what about this drug deal and i know it's not exactly the same there is a point where like the dude is do like the scalper is the scumbag doing the scumbag thing He's, he's capitalizing on some shit. He's gaming the system in a way that fucks over other people, ultimately. Yeah, Whether- and, like, we, we've we known people in the past, like, back in the 360 PS3 day. Mm-hmm. Like, we know a guy who bought a shitload of PS3s and sold them for profit. Yeah. And, but, like, I, he was smart I know enough, it happens, but he also wouldn't send out a message saying, He wasn't, he wasn't putting a yeah. thing out on the internet that went viral to 20,000 people saying, fuck your feelings, either. Like, he was yeah. smart about it. Like I said, the guy did not put a target on him, and, yeah things happen because he did that but i still think it was an overreaction the general reaction to it was an overreaction well, of course yeah and that's that's natural i mean like you said, like i think one like keyboard warrior was getting like pounded on by a bunch of other keyboard warriors and i'm just sitting there going fucking really this is what we're doing now yeah it's like i think the ultimate way in the future for any people if you're gonna be a scumbag scalper don't boast don't say shit and to jim's point if you see people like this, don't go the extra mile of doxing and doing all this. Because if that guy gets caught for robbing this asshole, you're not going to get a medal. You're going to get thrown in jail. And is it really worth it for these PS5s? And the guy that robbed them, is he turning around and being a good guy? And se- He's going to sell them for profit, too. So it's not. I'm not saying that guy who robbed them was a good guy. He's a piece of shit, too. Right. He's the Sony Robin Hood. Yeah. He, he gave it to poor kids on the streets. I'm sure he's a good guy. So, yeah, I just... I don't know. I think more more poetic justice there would have been go to his house, break all the PS5s, and leave them fucked. That would have been more poetic, or, you know, a more poetic thing would have been like, oh, all of a sudden there's enough stock and he's stuck with all these PS5s. It's like the people who hoarded Wii U's, who never <laughs> sold them because no one wanted them. Like, that's poetic justice right there. Exactly. But, yeah. Either way, I'm very curious. What do you guys think? You know, was it overrated? The reaction was it underrated? Do you think more should have been done? It's it's a it's an odd topic. Like I said, it ties into morals and everything else. Hot discussion For, topic. All I'll say is leave out the legal. We know legally what should and shouldn't have been done here. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So. 
All right. And then we're going to close out with our last and final topic, which is better. And I put this in here for you, Jim. Yeah, you motherfucker. This is a good one. Um, so you actually inspired me on this one because through all of our podcasts we've been doing, you've been talking this past year especially. Um, I wanted to ask which was better, sitting down and playing the nostalgic games of your past that you love. So, Jim, in your case, it's Star Fox 64, it's Streets of Rage 2. You've beaten those games, uh, whatever, say 100 times. And that's really good. You have a good feeling with it. Or when you do discover a new game that invigorates you and you love it, such as, in your case, you look at Streets of Rage 4, uh, Rocket League, all the games that you've been playing and you've been loving over the past couple of years, what is better? And I wanted to throw it towards you because it's funny because I see that dichotomy in you where you have so many games that you hold on to from your childhood that you love so, so much. Yep. But you also have, when you find a new game you love, man, you're, I'll give you credit, you are 100% on the bandwagon for that game. Yes, I am. So, which is better? Ah, <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> and this isn't, I just want to be clear for everyone listening along. I'm not saying which games are better. What feeling is better? Like, does Jim like sitting down, replaying the old, that familiar, that makes him feel like, oh, I've beaten this a million times, it's good? Or like, ooh, this is a new fun experience. You know what? It's going to be like most things in life. New is always more fun. Like, you have... You have your old reliables that you can go back to, but, like, that new dopamine hit of, like, finding something new that you really like, it's it's a hit, man. Like, it's a rush. So, I kind of have to go discovering a new thing. And it's almost like, 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 I guess the easiest thing I can go back to were those two top tens I made for, like, my favorite songs from my childhood and the favorite songs I discovered since starting the page. Like, the ones from my childhood, I liked making that together because I enjoyed talking about like the songs I love the most, mm. but the songs I discovered since, you know, after the fact, it was kind of more fun because I'm not only talking about why I like it so much, but like as a new thing that like I'm discovering and like I listen to again and again and again, where, you know, it's that, it's that rush of like, oh, new, new, shiny, new, different, new, fun, new, like new is always, new is always better. Like it doesn't matter what it is, like discovering something new is always more fun than going back to an old favorite. So I had this same um, situation happen. I now it might it. it might not stick around as long, yes. as an old favorite. But it's always that it's <laughs> like if you want to talk like a rush and what's more fun in the moment, new is always more better. Yeah, that was that was grammar. No, no, no. I know what you're saying, and and here's so there. It's like the short term pleasure versus long term value, and. I, I almost was trying – the way I was framing it and thinking about it because I honestly – I'm not sure my answer on it because even as you're talking, it's evolving. I think a person grows when you learn new things. And when I say new games, you could even play a game that you didn't play as a kid, discover it, and be like, holy shit, this is great. Um, it is Dude, always cool like, to open To go back horizons. to the game and watch, I've been playing more Super Mario Brothers in the last three weeks than I ever have in my life. Yeah. It is great, but there are certain games like 
unshakably, you and I have done top 20, top 30, top whatever list. Right. And even though yours shifts a little more to mine, your top five generally usually is pretty much not going to be moved, right? Yeah, Streets of Rage, uh, what do you call it? Star Fox. Star Fox, one of the StarCrafts, shit like that. Yeah, one of the Mario Karts. So, like, you know there's a few titles that their foundations are not moving. Right. You could do the same for movies. You could do the same for music. Now, you and I are very different in the sense that I don't think you really listen to any new music. Um or discover new music, I'll say. Let's put it, it that way. It's you know what? It, it sucks. It's been a long time since I've really gotten into a new act. Where like, I listen to the discography and like have a new like thing I go back to. Yeah. I've, I've been I've been in like a funk of like, oh, I like this song and this song and like anything else. I'm just like, eh. So I actually, uh, you know me and my list. I love them. Oh yeah. Um, a few, I think 2012 or 2013, Rolling Stones did like their top 500 greatest albums of all time. And, I remember when you were doing this, yeah. And I, and I still do it. Like, I still follow it. Basically, I started easily two years ago. And i just been going down, listening. And a lot of them are albums I've never heard of, don't know, don't care, don't like the genre. I listened to, I forced myself to listen to it to see, is this something else I can appreciate and like? And it has opened me up to other things. And music is obviously, I think, the most subjective of all the media sources. For sure. And I, when I do find a new music source, man, like you said, the rush of dopamine, like I almost can't get enough of it. Like where I'm like, I go down a rabbit hole of like, let me listen to the whole album. Now let me listen to people who are similar to so-and-so. With video games, it's weird because as the guy between you and I that probably plays the most new, like I don't usually go back and play old that much unless it's... Uh, no, you play way more new. Yeah, and... Every once in a while, I come across something like, this is really amazing. But it is so short-lived that the chance it stays as a foundational thing. It, it like I When I go back and replay Resident Evil Remaker 1, I have a whole rush of, rush of sensations of just previous memories. And it's almost like sometimes when you give it enough time, you rediscover it. And I fall back in love with it. It's kind of like going to your favorite movie even though, like, for me, it's Rocky. Not saying it's the best movie, but it's my favorite. And every time I watch it, I get something else out of it. I get that same way with games of my nostalgic, like, what I love, my top ten favorites. New games I love because they're shiny, they're new. But I found that none of them have been able to replicate nostalgia. And I feel like that's a general human condition thing where you're never going to replace your top five favorite video games with anything new you play after a certain point in your life like you're they're pretty much cemented in with your memories of you being a child the yeah. discovery of video games so they shape you in such a way that when you find better appreciation with forum that's stronger than any new feeling for a game does that make sense no that makes sense and yeah like i was kind of like i was just shooting from the hip because i knew if i overthought this i would probably go with nostalgia as like yeah like, I can always pop in Street Fighter and have fun. I can always yeah. pop in Streets of Rage 2. Like, like it, but I went with it in the sense of a lot of my old favorites, I can only do so many times before I go, all right, I've done this enough already. Yeah. So there's no, also that feeling, too. So I just went, like, with, like, not to say the here and now, but, like, just what it seems more exciting. And yeah. with anything in life, like something new that you discover that you really like is always more exciting and fun. Yeah. Um, 
and just so you know, the perp, the real purpose of why I said my answer is because you kind of took what I was thinking, which is playing something new. It just it's just an evolution of yourself. Like you're discovering something new. And what I found sometimes is playing some newer games. Like when I played Resident Evil seven and I really loved it, I was like, this is great. It gave me a newer appreciation for some of the, the old Resident Evil that I love so much. And even right. like the Resident Evil two remake and all that, like <clears throat> I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a give and take. I prefer the feeling of the new, but I I know the value is better in nostalgia. If you if if you get what I'm saying, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so I'm very very curious. Everyone listening, please let us know your comments below. It's a very wide open topic, and it's probably one of the more difficult ones we've ever put down. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think below. Which is better between those two? So with that, Chambers, how did that? Uh, I I know the beer is friggin' delicious, but oh yeah. How's your tummy feeling after that? Right now, fine. <laughs> Through the night, remains to be yeah, seen. We're going to have to see. Yeah. But no, this this covered, this pineapple mango sariel, fucking delicious. Yeah. I really am excited to go back there and get the other shit, like the Krampus cat she was saying was really good and some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to try those too. And I'm not going to waste my breath. It's Miller Lite. <laughs> it's beer. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Drink it. You're fine. Right, right. Put your video review in the description. Yes, check out my brew review of Miller Life Below. <laughs> so with that, everyone, we want to say thank you for sticking with us. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. And if you can, be kind enough. Give us a review. We'd prefer a five-star, even if you want to bash the shit out of us in comments. And if you ever want to support us, we have our Patreon link below. And with that, guys, we want to say have a good night and cheers. Cheers, everyone.